I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Are you Tony Stank? Don't get technical with me. She needs to sort out her priorities. That's no moon. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Welcome to the A Plus Z Movie Review Podcast. I'm the A, that stands for Alex. And I'm the Z, that stands for Zach. And last night, we <laughs> we stayed home and watched The Menu on HBO Max. Yes. The oh. Menu. <laughs> yes, Chef. Yes, Chef. Uh, yeah, this, so this came out back in uh, November, I believe, and we, we missed it in theaters. But I think this is a good time to talk about it, too, because it's... It's one of those that's gotten it, it did it did decently well, you know, when it came out, but it has gotten a second wind uh on on streaming. I know a lot more people have seen it. Uh and more people are liking it sitting at home than they did necessarily in the theater. People liked it in the theater, but it seems like people are liking it more at home. Um so we're gonna talk about that today. And thank you for finding us, listening to us. If you wanna find our quick review on this you can go to our instagram which is a.z underscore movie review and for movie news and random commentary you can head to our twitter (laughs) at a underscore z underscore movie review um so the menu what did what did what's on the menu (laughs) what did you think this movie was before we watched it I wasn't sure. I'm trying to think back because I remember seeing the trailer in the theaters and being like, oh, this is actually kind of interesting. I'd be down to see this. Um, I, I didn't, it, I really don't know. It yeah. was, it, it did have a, have a thread of ho- not horror, but like a thread of like a thriller. Yeah. Thriller but horror it, for it, sure. I don't know. It didn't exactly look like fun either. Right. It, <laughs> when we when you watched it or when we saw the trailer, I was very much of the this is sort of the thriller horror. There's clearly death going on in this. Something like, you know, you're, you're going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And or I like thought, a murder mystery type thing. I didn't even know if there was going to be like a murder mystery, but but definitely like the thriller of like something's going on here. People are dying. And then there's, there would be a twist of some sort, but it, I don't think it was going to be like, oh, what, what, what's going on? What's the play here? I don't understand. And upon seeing it, it's pretty funny. It is. We, <laughs> we looked right before it started. I had asked, like, what genre was this nominated for at the Golden mm-hmm. Globes? Because I couldn't remember. Like, were we going to get, like, dark humor or was it going to be, like, so intensely dramatic? Right. So it, it only had two nominations at the Globes, both for um, actor awards, uh, for Ray Fiennes and for Anya Taylor-Joy. And they were nominated in, as the Globes do, they split it up into musical or comedy. And it was like, again, based on the trailer, it was like, wait, this is funny? Because you asked me and I said, I'm pretty sure it's drama. And then I looked it up and sure enough, musical or comedy. And I got to say... I mean, it, 
it's it's listed here as black comedy horror, yeah. which it sort of is all of that. It's for those that don't like horror, and if you're listening to us, you probably don't like horror anyway because we don't really love horror movies. I wouldn't even call I know this some a horror people movie. Who listen who like horror movies? I wouldn't call this straight up horror though. No, like, it's it's more thriller. I definitely. mean, I wouldn't even. I don't want to say like psychological thriller because it's not like a like a it doesn't mess with your mind. You're just sort of it's just like. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's something. So normally when we do this, we we go through our quick review, as we said that you would find on our Instagram as like a quick blurb so we can get the non spoiler stuff out of the way. Uh, But we haven't done that yet. No, I requested we talk through it because. I don't know. I'm still processing my thoughts about it. I'm still, I'm still unsure if I actually even liked it because it's. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here huh. feeling, it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave that experience going, "Well, that sucked," because it didn't. But I'm also not like, "Oh my god, that was amazing." See, and I thought I, I've seen somebody say afterwards that this is one of those, along along the lines of like Knives Out or uh, Glass Onion, I guess that you would be rewarded for watching it through a second time. And I think that might be the case, but I kind of feel the same way. Like I I'll say straight up. I enjoyed this a lot. I thought it was smartly, very smartly funny. Uh, not like slapstick or gross, like very smartly written, uh, smartly written characters. And those characters play off each other into jokes. Um, and I don't, but I also don't think I'll watch it again, you know? Yeah. That's the thought that I had too, was like, I'm not, I'm not sure I would ever reach for this. No, I'm glad we watched it. Yeah. I've never seen myself in the future being like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta sit down and revisit the menu. Yeah. I I was, I was delighted. (laughs) Not delighted. I did enjoy, I enjoyed watching it. It was a, it was a fun movie. It didn't. In a lot of degrees. It didn't feel strenuous no like i wasn't like panicked or at any point or like nervous or on the other side i didn't feel like i was being held hostage like this is going on and this is painful Mm. but i don't know it was it i i really am stuck i think the thing that helps from a watching experience too is we and we said it right when we turned it on it's we've you've heard us complain about the length (laughs) of some of these movies that we've seen in in the award season 106 minutes, hour 40. And it's an hour 40. And I think it kind of, it gets into what it's doing quickly. There's not a whole lot of preamble kind of leading you into the setup. Like, you know, you open with, uh, Nicholas Holt and Anya Taylor joy, the, the leads of the movie, um, or the protagonist leads as it starts out, um, meeting on a dock. Other people are meeting on a dock. Again, very glass onion vibes of <laughs> a bunch of people meeting for a dock to go to an exclusive experience on an island. Um, and then there's like a, a very quick tour of the island just to kind of set up your, your, your scene. There's this special island with a chef, Ray Fines, that's on this private island. And you have to have, be invited or be of a certain caliber or class to even attempt to go to this restaurant. And then it sort of structures out the rest of the movie immediately where it introduces you to each course of this meal. And it gives you 
it says, you know, first course and then the little restaurant logo. It's very, it looks very kind of high class foodie stuff, which is the, the setting of all of it. But I liked the structure kind of like walking you through the courses mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. one, it gives you again, that structure for the movie. And two, the courses get to be a little more absurd and funny yeah. as, as you go along. I think some of the jokes are in the visual gags of the course <laughs> and the description of the right. course. On that note, should we just dive into spoilers or yeah, else, anything else you want to discuss? Well, definitely, because I just think similar to uh, Glass Onion, this is one where like the whole discussion of the movie is the twist. Because like we can talk you through the setup. The setup gets turned on its head. What a third of the way through, maybe it it or you kind of get an idea that something's not right pretty early on, and then the rest of the movie gets so much more interesting once the twist happens, um, and you kind of it it builds on itself from there. So, um, but yeah, I, again, I enjoyed it. Um, I'll, when we do our review, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Um, like I said, smartly funny, very cool. Uh, but I don't think I would watch it a second time unless you're somebody that really like feels the need to go back and be like, oh, what was the foreshadowing going on? Because I think once the twist happens, you kind of, it clicks in your head of like, oh, that makes sense of what I saw earlier. And okay, then, and, and then you move on. Do you think though that it's appointment viewing? Like, is it something that, you know, if someone was to come to you and say, do I need to see this? Oh, like, oh, you, you gotta watch this this weekend right. sort of thing. I wouldn't think, I, I would say no. Okay. Like I, I, if you have the time and you and you have you want to watch something. If you have the time and maybe there's just like a fleck of interest. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It wouldn't hurt. You're not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be a painful experience. For sure. And I think. You know we, I guess one thing we can talk about before we get into the twist of it all or the the actual discussion is, it is. It, I I did mention the the similarity to Glass Onion, because it's certain there is certain similarities in set up and that it's a kind of a thriller with a twist um you didn't love the twist of glass onion right versus like versus this you feel that this was pulled off better yeah that it doesn't like ruin the first half of the movie by twisting you i guess i don't have a good understanding of what you mean by twist what was the twist I mean, well, all right. Well, I, <laughs> if you want to find out, uh, listen, listen to us after this little uh, little break, and we'll get into the the twist and the plot of what twist the menu. I have to beg of you one thing. It's just one. Do not eat, taste, savor, relish. Consider every morsel that you place inside your mouth. Be mindful, but do not eat. Our menu is too precious for that. All right, spoiler territory. We're done with with the aperitif. (laughs) Or not aperitif, the amuse-bouche. Amuse-bouche. Yeah, what a a frilly and pretentious thing the, the food world is, and... This certainly takes that down a few notches uh, throughout the course of it. But um, so, again, the the quick setup, Nicholas Holt is like a extra foodie, watches all the the chef shows and reads the magazines and et cetera, et cetera. And then he brings 
his date to this thing, which is Anya Taylor-Joy, who we get filled in with her information later on. Um, but you also have a high-level food critic. You have an actor who claims to be a foodie, played by John Leguizamo. You have these tech bros that are there for like, oh, we're just rich and want to spend money on shit. Uh, you have, I think, a politician, right? No, he was just like a, a guy. Like a well to do. I don't know if he was a politician. Um, I'm sure it says it in the cast list here, but the, just a well to well off guy. Yeah, well off, well to do. Um, and who else was the food critic and her? Like their magazine producer, editor, editor person. Yeah, sure. Enabler. Yeah, um, butler. And then you have all the staff of this island and. Ray Fines is uh, a chef, Chef Slovic, and he runs this high-level establishment, the Hawthorne, where all the staff lives on this island. He lives on this island. All the food is prepared by uh, the the things they grow and harvest on this island, whether it's sea life or livestock that they dry age in the smokehouse, and it, you know it just builds upon itself of pretentious level, pretentious level, pretentious level. Uh, and then we get into the restaurant where eventually we find out that the, the, the twist, as I said, is that everyone's going to die. Everyone on the island, including the staff, including the chef and all the guests are going to die. And, you know, that, that gets built up to in a series of ever heightening, uh, this is where the, the the horror thriller part comes in with like the chopping people's fingers off, a guy getting shot, uh, stabbings, chasing, just fear in, in fear being induced by Ray Fiennes and the staff and everyone being trapped there. And slowly but surely, uh, you know, they reveal that they know secrets about these people and that they're all going to die because Ray Fiennes has this idea of these types of people whether they're foodies food critics uh well just well off people have ruined his life have ruined food have ruined uh art yeah food as art art itself artists and they all deserve to die in his eyes including himself yeah i okay <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess there, there's there's two twists, I guess. One is that everyone is going to die. And two, Anka Taylor-Joy is not supposed to be there. Yeah, they illustrate that in the trailer, and that's kind of your first domino, which is easy to put together when, upon arrival, um, Nicholas Holt plays this guy named Tyler, and Anya Taylor-Joy plays this woman named Margot. And when they arrive at the... Um, at the dock basically and they're like checking in there's there's some confusion and her name isn't on the list her name is not on the list and she just goes by margo and doesn't provide a last name you know there's there's threads of mystery to her who she is how she wound up there is she like a part of all of this i don't know whatever um i think that's one thing it does very well is she provides a lot of questions like yeah she's us right well yes and it's also a thing of initially you're like wait does she when ray finds spots her it's like 
and the 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 well-to-do guy who i i, I really assume is a politician but it doesn't, it doesn't matter um oh just wealthy regulars is how they're yes. described okay um they recognize her well the, the wealthy people recognize her ray fines recognizes her as out of place <laughs> and so it's like does she know that something is going on here is she is she gonna like have a twist on a twist and it's more just like no uh tyler's girlfriend broke up with him and he can't imagine why <laughs> yeah uh, a real piece of like honestly the real villain of the movie honestly uh, truly he was like the worst fucking one uh and she he needs to fill the spot so he we think that she's just his date come to find out later and why the wealthy man knows her he's a prostitute yep and ray finds notices this in her is basically like I know that I know a service worker I, when I I've see one. I've seen, I can recognize people who work in the service industry. Broken service people. <laughs> Just, they all have that same. There's musk. that dark humor we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's, it, it's, yeah, extremely dark in terms of the themes it's tackling, the ways it tackles them, and then just, you know, the blood and the murder and the everything else. Um, what did you, so what did you think of? Well, I guess the, 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 so the ultimate twist is, yes, they know they're all going to die. They find out. They find yeah. out they're all going to die slowly but surely based on, you know, they're trying to leave and they're being served a plate of bread with no bread. And they're getting increasing like, dude, we're fucking hungry. This is if this was a regular restaurant, you would just give us some food. What the hell is this? Um, so the wealthy guy gets his finger chopped off. The, one of the chefs uh, commits suicide before his presentation of the meal. Yeah. Or his meal that was supposed to be presented, but that he made. Uh, and then they're all really starting to freak out. And eventually, it's revealed that Tyler has been in contact with Ray Fiennes' character for months. Because he's an obsessive. He knows everything about this guy. Knows everything there is about high-level food and, and all that sort of stuff. And he desperately, for his... In ex- basically in exchange for his own life wanted to have the experience of eating at his restaurant and that's an interesting way of putting it because you're absolutely right and basically he knew the entire time when he invited uh margot to come with him that everyone on that island was going to die when he's standing on that dock looking at everyone he's like oh wow that's the f- this food critic or oh wow that's that actor or oh wow th- those guys work for this tech firm he knew Every single person was going to die, including themselves. And the crux the person of that, that being invited. the person that he literally hired to come. Right. Because it was supposed to be his girlfriend. She broke up with him again. Good choice. Good choice, girl. Bullet choice. And so she, so <laughs> Tyler paid for this prostitute, this escort to come with him, knowing that she would die yeah. with everybody else. That's so fucked up. Extremely. And so while yes, the, the, the main villain is still probably Ray Fiennes because he's killing all these people for really dubious reasons, um, including his uh, his angel investor. He kills him in a the wild tech bros, stunt, like boss or whatever. Right, the tech bros work for for this guy uh, Varick, who helped put this business through COVID. And I didn't love that line. We kept you open through COVID. Like, stop. I don't I don't need real world pandemics wading themselves into <laughs> into this. Yes. Uh, 
and he gets like drowned and he's literally dressed up like an angel as the angel investor and that is Ray finds freeing himself from the shackles of of business um i that what what so i guess what did you think of that the the, the main twist of yes everyone's going to die tyler knew the entire time tyler knowing the entire time was like probably the only twist that there should have been like we could have i don't know i don't want all of these people going knowing that they're gonna die but like at least as the audience if they could have had some insight and then it would be interesting to kind of see how it all is gonna get there having tyler know that was that was probably the the best twist because all of his, it just like it the his behavior uh-huh. through the entire thing and then you go back and you like it's just it was it was very clever and i liked it but i also like wanted to kick him in the dick because <laughs> that's such a fucked up thing to do to bring someone like knowingly bring someone even just his girlfriend at the time that would have been horrible oh 100% like yeah well here I, I, to 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 go ahead no just to go forward i think we can we can kind of tell the storylines through each of these characters well i have a list of the courses and okay. maybe we should go about it do you want to go way. through the courses or the characters courses okay um okay so the first one is the amuse-bouche. <laughs> this is all from an article from Screen Rant. Amuse-bouche is the first dish served on the island after the dinner. Guests are taken on a tour of the island. Oh, no, before the dinner. Excuse me. Before the dinner, guests are taken on a tour of the island and show how all the food they will eat throughout the dinner is harvested and present on the island. Interestingly, amuse-bouche is a dish that is traditionally not ordered by patrons but is instead served depending solely on the chef's selection. Therefore, with this dish, the film may be suggesting how the entire menu has been selected by Julian without the guests having any say in it. Similarly, their death at the end of the menu has been orchestrated by a chef who has not yet appeared in the film. Okay. That's how we kind of learn. We, it's, it's very like intro to everybody and just sort of we're, we're vibe checking here. Mm-hmm. Um, you can learn that Tyler's really into it. And Margot is definitely like she even says you're okay with me like not being really down with all of this fanfare. And you learn the tech bros are being tech bro. You learn how pretentious the food critic is and how much of a brown noser like the other dude that's with her is. You learn the situation with the actor um, and his assistant where she's trying to quit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it, right? Oh, and then just the regular, the the well-to-do regulars. Right. Um, yeah. What did you think of how the food looked? I mean, from like a food porn perspective, like it all looked incredible, like as it should. Like if you're going to make a movie where the uh, structure is based on the finest of fine dining experiences. Yeah. It has to look that way. And. It 100% is. It's all like it's all the stuff I hate about high level like dining where it's like everything is so perfectly manicured and these tiny little portions and 
people are literally using tweezers and the tiniest little like uh, cups and serving trays and they served one of these courses on, literally on a rock. I think that's like the <laughs> second course is like served on a on literally with like no. little bits stuffed oh, yeah. into rock, like yeah. seashore rocks from the seashore with like the, the scallops they harvested off the. Like I'm sure stuff like that tastes delicious, but it's and clearly like you see it through the eyes of of Tyler, increasingly through the eyes of Tyler that this is. And even the, the chef even says it. He doesn't want these people to eat his food. He wants them to taste it, to experience it. It's like, what if I just want to eat? Like, I go to your restaurant and I want to eat good food. This is not, this sort of lifestyle is not what that is. And that, and that's sort of, they, they definitely go with that in the early portions where it is kind of setting Food the, you would die for. Sure. <laughs> they're, and they're setting that up of like, the first two courses are all pretty normal for the most part, like normal in terms of like high dining. Like this is kind of silly um, in terms of like the, uh, the fanciness of it all. Yeah. So then the first, the first course, um, I guess things don't, well, I mean, we'll just go through them real quick because these first few courses kind of set the tone, but then like the drama, right, they're, they're pretty normal. The drama really starts once we get to taco course. Yes. So I'll wait, <laughs> wait for that one. Um, so the first course, uh, every ingredient of the dish comes from the island itself. As the name suggests, the chef draws attention to nature, particularly the ocean and the entire ecosystem around them, highlighting the relevance compared to the fleeting presence of human life on the island. (laughs) Fleeting presence. Wow. Should have, should have caught that one. Yeah. (laughs) Following that is the ironic breadless bread plate that which as, pissed everyone off and as it rightfully should i couldn't like <laughs> from his the way he explains the concept i get it but also i'm hungry give me a piece of bread please i thought it was kind of funny it's it yes it is funny but like it i put myself in their shoes like as somebody that if i was just literally eating at that restaurant i would have been like are you kidding me? Like, so it's basically a plate. He describes the bread and how bread is important to the class of history. Oh, of yeah. Class it's been structure. this like staple of like poor people. But the point is you are not poor people. So you're not getting bread. You're getting bread accompaniments. <laughs> so right. it's, it's literally just a plate uh, with an open space for the bread and then little dollops of like balsamic <laughs> right. vinegar or whatever the hell. Yeah. The second course is made up of no bread with only savory accomplishments <laughs> defined as genius by some guests but offends others as Lillian Bloom Lillian Bloom is the critic yeah. um suggests in her comment the concept of the dish is rooted in class history which is often highlighted through the many characters <laughs> and she gets a running gag established <laughs> in this portion of it cuz there's a um there's an emulsion uh thing that's presented in one of those little dollops and the emulsion is just it's it's broken it's a broken emulsion yeah so, it's split it's a, right the emulsion is split that's what she said and so the chef overhears this and eventually brings her giant like soup bowls <laughs> of split emulsion third course drama's cooking up yeah this is this is the first part where you're kind of like what is going on chicken tacos with scissors in it and 
Chef Voldemort goes through a whole story about Taco Tuesday growing up in Iowa, and one of them being quite rowdy because his father was abusive to his mother. A drunk. Yeah. And his mother, who is in attendance for this dinner, is also a drunk. And she's mostly just seen guzzling white wine, which, you know, good little background character. She was ultimately pointless, though. Yeah. No, she didn't. She was just. Her death was more just like a mercy killing, I think. Maybe. But yeah, so with this course, they get these yes. tortillas. So it says, Julian Chef Voldemort calls this course memory as it's associated with a personal memory in his history. In his speech, Chef recalls when he used to eat tacos with his family on Tuesdays. More specifically, he tells his guests of one particular Tuesday when his father came home drunk and hurt his mother until Julian stopped him by stabbing him with scissors into his thigh. Uh, this explains why the dish is served with a small pair of scissors in the chicken. Julian also mentions that this dish is something he has made since the beginning of his career. And then everybody gets personalized well, they, tortillas. Yeah, they, they, they say that this is the, the new part of the dish, is the, this laser engraving of the tortillas. And each one of the tortillas is emblazed with Something that's shameful to pretty, all these people. Pretty damning. Pretty much blackmailing them via tortilla. Uh, yeah. The tech bros have the taxes and financial statements of their company that shows that they were cheating their investors and customers and things like that. You're learning, you're learning why that all these Chef Voldemort suck. has this has it out for them, basically. Yes. Every single one there sucks in, in their own way. These people suck because they were embezzling and, and skimming money and cheating their investors. Uh, John Leguizamo's actor character sucks because he made a movie that sucked that <laughs> he, that Ray Fiennes saw as like, as an artist, a waste of his time. he saw an artist like suffering and not like just being a broken artist. Um, the wealthy guy is shown uh, with a, a young woman, which, I assumed was Margot in the photos. I didn't think it was. It was hard to tell because it's, again... It's a tortilla. (laughs) Engraved into a tortilla. (laughs) Uh, And then Nicholas Holt gets tortillas of him taking pictures of the food that night. Because they were told, no no photos of the food. And he's very much the, oh, I'm eating, so I got to put it on Instagram. uh, Yeah, with a twat. Um, And then the... The food critics' tortillas was uh, photos of restaurants that she reviewed, but they all closed. I think they were actual copies of the reviews themselves. Yeah. I, but yeah. No, I think it was photos of the restaurant. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It, so everyone is like, "This is oddly personal. Why? Why is this happening to me?" They all represent why Julian has lost his love for his craft. Yes. So it's the the foodies that want to post it on Instagram. It's the food critics who tear down these businesses. It's an artist who has lost his way. It's the business people that uh, steal. steal. And then it's the wealthy people that don't give a shit yeah. about you, his you food. You find that out a little more, too. Is, um, is, that, is this the course where the finger gets chopped off? Maybe. I th- think so. Yeah, so I guess... I guess he's like irritated or be for being exposed. Oh no, sorry. That is 
this is the next course. Okay. So we'll move on to the fourth course. Fourth course is th- called. This is where it again. We We've were, learned that the drama is starting to like sprinkle in, yeah. and like here are the conflicts. We've turned up the heat a little bit. Why these people are where they are. Now we're gonna bring this and thing to a full boil. It's going to become a mess. <laughs> the fourth course, the mess. <laughs> it's before the course is served. It's introduced by. Yeah, so the helpers come out and they bring out this cloth or this tarp Tarp, and they lay these like bundles of like lavender or flowers or whatever. Sage, who knows? And rosemary in like a circle. And then um, this guy appears. Would you like me to read it or do you want to walk through it? So the sous chef, I believe his name is Jeremy, uh, walks out and uh, Chef Julian Ray Fines kind of breaks him down and says, This next meal is prepared by Julian. And Julian has all these aspirations to be a great chef and wanted to work for me because he wants my life. And then basically he's sort of breaking him down of, Julian, do you have the talent or the ability to be me? Do you want my life? And he's, he says both of those, no, chef. No, I don't have the talent. No, chef. I don't, want, I don't want your life. And then he pulls a gun out, puts it into his mouth, and shoots. Yep, that was pretty disgusting. <laughs> they, and they right before he does that, they roll down a sheet of like plastic in front of the kitchen so that when he shoots his head back towards the kitchen... Everything's fine. Everything's clean. Just um, worth noting, though, for that uh, course, guests were served pressure-cooked vegetables, roasted filet, potato confit, beef, and bone marrow. Yes, <laughs> because he just gets killed. They wrap him up in the tarp, and as they're wrapping him up and carrying him out, servers the, the servers are coming out with the food. It's just like, what the yeah, hell so is happening? Yeah, so naturally everyone's like freaking out, yeah. and like Leslie Bloom's like, oh, this is part of the show, blah blah blah. Whatever. She's convinced that he's an actor, and like, the, no, 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 this is showmanship. It's stagecraft. The well-to-do folk are like, that's it, I'm done, no more, and yes. that leads to him um, in an attempt to leave. He gets restrained. And which hand, left hand or right hand? What are you talking about? They left decide hand left hand and cut off his finger. Just chop off his ring finger, which his you know wedding ring, uh, cinematically falls to the floor, uh, as his wife st- stands there in horror. Um, but yeah, so like again, as we're watching it, the first two courses we're kind of going through it, and I'm 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 watching it and thinking, okay, yeah, this is fine. This is it's the story is going nothing big. The third one, you're kind of that's when you perk up a little bit. You're like, wait a second, what's going on here? Then the fourth course, yeah, that's when it really opens up and like, this is not gonna go well for anybody here. Have a good rest of your evening. But you're, you're like, also, Whoa. if you're paying attention, you are also kind of like, okay, well, I understand why A through G are here. What about Margot? Is she just gonna be in like collateral damage here? Like, what's What's going on? Like, I mean, she she clearly has done nothing wrong, really. Mm-hmm. Depends on your perspective of things, but I don't think she was doing anything wrong. She was just she was just working. Yeah, you know, she just <laughs> she just got brought in on this. Yeah, I do. You remember which course she gets brought back to to speak to him? I do not. I think it's okay. So following. Yeah. Following the mess, we have the palate cleanser, which is wild bergamot and red clover tea. I believe the palate cleanser is when this ha- when this part happens. Well, it's 
During this dish, Julian offers his guests a chance to ask him questions, as the tea represents the last moment of the calm before the storm. And in this case, he explains that the guests represent ingredients to a bigger concept, foreshadowing the end of the movie and the chef's intentions of killing everybody. And it's then how, where he explains why he doesn't like any of these people. Right. Um, and of course, he skips Margot. Um, and eventually she gets brought back into the kitchen. He asks, like, he wants to talk to her. And that's where he, he explains, like, you weren't supposed to be here. Everything about this evening was meticulously planned and crafted. Who are you? Why are you here? And she doesn't really give him any straight answers at first. And then he basically says, here, you have 15 minutes. There's going to be a break in the, the course after this. Um, you have 15 minutes to decide whether you're going to be with me or you're going to be with them. Like, which side do you want to be on? Do you want to be on? the service worker side or the horrible people side. Yeah. And they continue uh, the, the next course. Nicholas Holt continuing to be just an absolute prick. They go outside to introduce the, the fifth course. The next course is called <laughs> man's folly. He tells this story or no, he introduces his, uh, his sous chef, female chef, um, that he sexually harassed. And she then tells the story of why she sexually, or what happened, how he kept uh, trying to make advances towards her and he kept declining her. Um, and instead of like punishing her or like instead of just leaving her alone, he didn't talk to her for eight months, kind of icing her out. Um, and then she is allowed the opportunity to stab him in the lower regions. Now, the way they filmed it, very mean, because it looked like she stabbed him in the dick, which would have made sense for the sexual harassment, and I was very like, whoa, what the, Someone oh my clenched. God. They reveal that he, she would just stabbed him in the upper leg, you know, like in the quad. With some uh, scissors. With some scissors. As, you know, kind of tying back before. Um, it's then after that that the male guests are all given a 45 second head start to try to escape and all the women are brought back inside to uh, have a, a course, an actual meal. Yes, this thing says, this course is called humiliation and is only served to women. <laughs> As the female guests are led back into the restaurant, the men are given the opportunity to escape, where they're literally allowed to run as fast and as far as they can on the island, and they get a 45-second head start. And I thought for sure that, like, okay, we're just going to lop off that half of the of the gang here. Yeah. But they're all brought back. And yeah. the male food critic who cleverly hid in the chicken coop was given a dish. <laughs> he was the last one for caught. being the yeah. last person found. Good, good for him. <laughs> um, and then this is right after that this, is when the, this thing also says, um, as the female guests are led back into the restaurant, the men are given the opportunity to escape showing how, willing they are to run away and selfishly abandon their companions, whether they are their boss or significant others. Mm -hmm. um, the only one that didn't run anywhere was Tyler because he needed to peer through the window to make, cause he just, he needed to see the food. That's the, that's his whole obsession is seeing the chef's food. Um, it's after this point that they, they get the full breakdown of 
why he hates them all. Um, and th- this is where she gets her conversation with him. And now she gets to choose whether she's with or against. Does she, she actually choose? She doesn't she, actually make a decision or like at least vocalize He gets sort it. of talked in. She gets talked into uh, w- essentially working with the chef. Um, and, uh, and this is when she, she goes back because the, the bell dings, she has to make a decision. Tyler, again, this is where Tyler says why he's there. Yeah. Chef confronts him, says like, why are you here? Why did you invite her? And then she punches him, uh, after he reveals, you know. Yeah, I would too. That they're all going to die. Um. So that is the that I think is the main twist is that Tyler knew. Yeah. And because he's been such a pretentious fuck the entire night, Chef Voldemort has to go off script a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the next course is literally titled Tyler's Bullshit. Tyler is asked to he knows so much. He's read everything. He's watched everything. He, kn- he, he knew a what a Paco, Paco jet. jet. He knows what it is. He knows how to work it. So hey. Why don't you, here's, here's a chef's jacket. Now I'm going to write your name and Sharpie on it because you're my special boy, Tyler. You're my special handsome boy. Why don't you come on into the kitchen and whip something up for us? Come on. You, you know everything there is to know about food. And you're, it's, you know, you're such a pretentious dick about it. So what do you, what do you want? Oh, uh, uh, some, some leeks. Oh, the chef requests leeks. Oh, the chef requests onion and but Wow. It was a shallot, actually. Sh- uh, he's, he's butter pan, pan seared. Leeks and shallots, everyone. Revolutionary cuisine. Uh, oh, would you like a protein with this? Oh, he requests lamb. And so do you have the full description of, of what it is that he ultimately serves up? Um, I have the blurb here. <laughs> so in a twist, it is revealed Tyler knew he and whomever he goes with would die and has knowingly brought Margo with him. Julian humiliates Tyler making him cook while everybody is observing him and calling his food of undercooked lamb and inedible sauce terrible. Yes. So it was literally just like sautéed leeks and shallots in a butter sauce and like undercooked, un, like completely non-seasoned lamb. Yeah. And, that, and it's literally, it says in the movie, it's called Tyler's Bullshit. Yeah. Unplanned um, course, but it gets thrown in there to humiliate Tyler, as, as said. And Tyler then... He uh, has thus ruined the art of cooking mm-hmm. tyler himself tyler, after julian, people, people like tyler yes after julian whispers something in his ear tyler leaves into the back of the kitchen although viewers don't know what is said to tyler we can imagine it was something pretty devastating because we later find out that tyler has gone off into the office to hang himself yep bye tyler Coward, coward's way on the island, coward's way off the island. Indeed. Good job, you miserable sack of shit. Uh, it's at this point that Margot is enlisted with the service people. She's asked to go get a barrel that they need for dessert. Uh, and she sneaks off, goes in, eventually gets to the chef's house. Because she, you know, she's just trying to look for a way she's out She's been now. given some freedom and she's going to try and, you know... Not, I mean, not given freedom, but basically, like, she has an opportunity to try and get off this yep. island. 
And when she breaks in to the house, we find that she's been chased by the uh, the hostess, sous chef, whatever you want to call her, uh, Elsa. She was she was phenomenal because yeah. throughout the the movie, people are like, "Hey, ma'am, can we get some bread?" And she's like, "No." What? <laughs> and, and oh, she, you she guys says it age- with like a, a smile on her face of "No." You guys age this for 152 days. What have you ever done it for 153 days? And she goes into this like long explained explanation of like, well, the bacteria in the threads of the proteins would just, you know, <laughs> like- bacteria and go in your spinal fluid. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and once they're in the house, uh, Margot and Elsa have a fight. Margot kills her with the knife that she brought. Margot then tries to go into this silver door, which. We, which is kind of a replica of the actual restaurant, because when she no, breaks into the, the house, house. I, well, that that's what I'm saying. She goes into the house, and when she gets in the house, she finds that the the house is an entire replica of the restaurant. Like the kitchen is all there, his sleeping quarters are where the tables are, but it's the same size, shape, dimensions, color, cleanliness, the whole thing. And in the restaurant, there was the silver door that Margot is she's walking towards when she's trying to leave the first time and ends up going to the bathroom. Um, and she's told by Elsa then she's like, what's behind that door? And she says that, you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, something special, something special, something like that. So there's that same silver door in the house. So Margot takes this key that was wrapped around Elsa's neck, opens the door and she finds that it's this private sanctuary of sorts for, uh, Julian, the chef, where he has all these framed things of these articles from Lillian Bloom when he got his start as a chef. Um, other other things from big points of his career, as well as a framed picture of himself as employee of the month at Hamburger Howie's with a smile on his face. Because he mentions at some point, he she uh, I think in the conversation between them, he says something to the effect of I haven't wanted to actually cook for someone in ages. Because she asked him like, do you even like this anymore? Do you like what you do? Do you love your craft? And he says no. And it's like, well, are, you're supposed to be making food for people. And he says, I haven't cooked for an individual person in, in forever. There's no love in his, in his food. Anymore. So she takes this information for later, but she also sees a ham radio. So she sees, this is my opportunity to radio to shore and, and break this thing down and get rescued. So she makes the call, goes back to the dinner with the barrel, drops on the floor. You're like, oh, well, thank you. Well, we're going to do this. The Coast Guard arrives. And everybody is quickly cleaned up and made up and made to look all nice. Like, nothing, nothing's wrong here. Yeah, they cover up all the blood. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they, they put on their aprons and cover up the bloodstains. And the, the guy comes in, is like, oh, is everything all right? And they're like, no, no, everything's okay. Isn't everything right, guess? And nothing's going wrong here. He gets an autograph. Yeah, well, they're all so threatened. Like. Yes. You are going to say that everything's good because if not, we have to kill this guy and you don't want to be responsible for an innocent person dying. And so what, he's about to leave and he sees John Leguizamo. He's like, oh, aren't you that guy from that movie, uh, Calling Dr. Sunshine, the, the movie that Ray finds the character hates? And he's like, yeah, that's me. Oh, can I get an autograph? And he's like, yeah, yeah, give him an autograph. And it's like, okay. So he get, writes down on a sheet of paper and the Coast Guard guy opens it up and it says, help us. So the Coast Guard guy then pulls out his gun, points it at everyone, everyone on the ground. You get on the wall. You put your hands on your head. And then he walks over to Margot's table, puts his gun towards them, 
and lights the candle because it's a it's, it's a actually lighter. a lighter. It's not a real gun. He's in on it as <laughs> He's well. He's in on it too. He they just the are members. screwed. They're all gonna die. Mm-hmm. And Margot ruined their one chance of getting out of there because she wanted she wanted to get everyone off when they told that nobody was leaving. So they all. This is where Margot like takes a big stand and she uses this information that she's found. She stands up and calls out Ray Fines. You have lost your love for cooking. Uh, you know, or she, what does she say? She says something to the effect of like, this food is bad. I'm sending it back. Right. Make something else he, for me. He asked her early in the movie, like, do you like the, the food? Like, you know. It's been a contentious thing between the two of them. She's like, been trying to eat the food. He's the whole time. been serving this like food that everybody in the room's like, oh my God, this is amazing. And she's like, literally not even eating it. And she, she says, yeah, I, I want to, I'm going to take it back. I was unhappy. And he kind of goes into chef mode of, I'm sorry to hear that. Is there anything I, we can do? She asks for a cheeseburger. Knowing that this was the thing that made, last made him happy cooking food for people. Or was, at least like at one point. Or at least is like the origin of, yeah. this is where he got his start. This is when he still loved he was cooking it for the love of serving people. I actually really liked this moment. It yeah. it kind of reminded Incredible. me Incredible of moment. the 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 ratatouille thing, where like <laughs> you know, you're right. Actually, he served yeah. he's served ratatouille, and it takes him back. It's not as like heavy handedly presented. Like when she says cheeseburger, like Ray finds mouth kind of like ticks upward ever so slightly. Like oh, okay, yeah. and then you get this really beautiful sequence of him making a cheeseburger a traditional cheeseburger nothing fancy nothing crazy just ground beef american cheese she specifies for and he even says american cheese is the best cheese for a cheeseburger because it doesn't split when it uh, melts when it melts and so he i get like you said this beautiful the ground beef growing under the grill the smashing of the patty the dripping on of the cheese the plating it onto a traditional cheeseburger she she asked for French fries and he goes crinkle cut or julienne. Yep. Gets some crinkle cut fries served on a paper plate. It's greasy. It's melty. It looks like the best cheeseburger ever created. <laughs> it looks phenomenal. Uh, she gets it served. She takes like one bite. It goes down fine, and then she's like, you know what? Um, I'm full. My eyes were bigger than my stomach. My eyes were bigger than my stomach. Can you please wrap this up? And you kind of you kind of see him like realize, oh she she won, she brought me back to what yeah. I love, yeah, and therefore I'm gonna I'm gonna allow her to leave. That's what this she did says. something nice for me. This dish reminds Chef of his love for cooking and for actually feeding somebody else, somebody who is hungry and wants to enjoy simple real food. Therefore, he lets Margot leave, taking her cheeseburger to go. And the other <laughs> bit about this in their in their confrontation before he makes the cheeseburger is that she says to him you're not making anything with love there's no warmth to it there's no there's it there's no there's nothing to it that's not this frou-frou pretentious whatever it's it's like that's that's what he's lost and she definitely brings him back to to that realization 
Mm-hmm. And does this save anybody else? No. Absolutely no. not. Does he have a change of heart? Absolutely not. So she gets to leave. She finds a boat from the actual, the, the, the fake Coast Guard boat, and she's able to escape. And while she's getting this escape, we get They're setting up for dessert course. Dessert, which is the hilarious piece de resistance on this movie. The, it's like, when you talk about this movie being funny, this is probably one of the funniest things they do. To, to wrap this up and to do the finale and kill everybody off. So they, they set the scene. <laughs> you see the chefs walking around with these giant bowls and they're just crumbling graham crackers all over the place and make this trail. And it's a very intricate, like beautiful thing that they paint on the floor. All of the guests are given like a petticoat of marshmallows <laughs> like literally drape, wrapped around like a, their torso. A poncho of marshmallows. And then a little crown that is made of chocolate. Chocolate. And he, I love the way that he described the Oh, this, everybody this had dish. to pay first. Well, right. Let's, uh, while, we're, <laughs> while we're preparing your dessert, there's the matter of the bill. Because it, and the other lovely thing is when, she, when Margo had ordered the cheeseburger, she said, how much will that set me back? And he said, nine ninety five. So she before she pays, tenor and goes on her gives, way. Gives him a ten dollar bill and leave. <laughs> gets her, gets her uh, swag bag too. They all get swag yeah, bags. Yeah, they all got gift bags, which, which has like, like nice. It's just included like a copy of tonight's menu <laughs> and some mints or whatever. And <laughs> so funny. And he, the way he described the s'more and like the creation of it is like industrial graham cracker. This, this is like the worst fucking thing ever, and yet, and yet people love it. Like it is. <laughs> All things that are the antithesis of what he does, and yet it is beloved by people everywhere. And so to, to set off this finale, what was that barrel for that Margo went to go grab? That's a barrel of oil, yep. gasoline. Yep, lighter <laughs> fluid of some sort. So they, they, so you got to melt the s'more to make it work. Yep. So, And so in the meantime, Margo is floating off the she runs out of gas or the engine dies or something she just sits on the front of the boat <laughs> eats her cheeseburger and looks back in the distance of this explosion yeah. just taking in the fireworks while she's just eating lounging on the on the water eating her cheeseburger and the movie ends and i think that's a I, i'm glad that there wasn't like a wrap-up because that you could be that person and kind of have these questions like Okay, well, what happened when the actual police showed up? And what were they going to ask her? And what did she say? And where did she go? Doesn't matter. Believe... It, it does not matter whatsoever. This movie. So I'm, I'm glad they they ended it right there. I'm willing to believe she's not a snitch. Oh yeah. I no. mean, even if she was, it wouldn't have fucking mattered. They're all dead, and like she'd be the number one suspect because she. Exa- right. Exactly. She yeah. left. That, that would, when it comes to like <laughs> asking questions after the movie's over, that would be my question: Is how do they not just like think she did it? Um, but. We don't That's need to not think her about real it. name anyway, so like she's in the clear. Yeah, but we don't need to know any of that because the story of the movie's been told. The menu has been completed. I thought that I thought I thought I loved the ending of it. That was great. One of those kind of a, a real high note because I feel it really feels like one of those things where the movie sort of built and built and built and built and built, and this is the crescendo of it, and off we go. We're done. I love. Do loved you it. think they all deserved to die? No. Who would you, who of that group would you let go Every, or save? I, all of them. Really? Like, I, the, that's the, that's my thing with, with, that was my thing through no most of way. it. No way. Tyler Okay, well, no, but, okay, besides being an asshole, he didn't. I mean. 
Like besides being a pretentious <laughs> asshole, he's not somebody like that deserves to die for they being a pretentious do asshole. Try, they do try to get him to see reason, like especially in the case of the actor and his assistant. Yeah. It's like, why am I here? You made this movie that I that was like my one day off. I saw your movie and it was terrible and it was a waste of my time. Off you go. And they're like, and he even says, well, what about her? And <laughs> Voldemort's like, what school did you go to? Brown. Do you have any student loans? No. Nope. You're dying. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Probably, probably uh, the, for the best one-liner. I'd I, save her. She honestly, was innocent. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing. Like, they, she's a shitty person because she was stealing money from the actor. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> my, my thing with all of this is none of them deserve to die. Like, none of them they did was, like, murder-worthy. Mm. The Like, it's this is just uh, the ultimate. I, I think they sort of alluded to this in, in parts. This whole thing is the biggest uh, tribute or creation of pure ego from uh, uh, Ray Fine from, from the chef, because this is like, he didn't have to do any of this. He, he just felt personally offended by all of these people in various different ways that he felt like, fine, I'm going to do this lavish thing for myself to, wrap all these people in and to kill them all and, and kill all them kill all of my staff because me as an artist my work has been rendered null i have no love for this these people don't enjoy it therefore they all die because i'm not happy i would have saved the assistant the food critic maybe and the regular's wife. Well, the thing with the food critic too is like, okay, so she wrote some bad reviews. That's what critics are supposed to do. Yeah, but their like, their implication is that like she her words and her like elitist perceptions ruined the lives of other people. Sure. But like again, what is she supposed to do? Only write good things about all restaurants? Yeah, no, I get it. Like, That's why I said I would save her because like she's just doing her job. Yeah. The other guy with her deserved to die though because he was a baby. But then like the <laughs> like yes, are the wealthy is the is the wealthy guy a bad person? Yeah. But like, what was his crime against the chef? Simply not remembering his dishes. He eats there regularly. He's been there eleven times in the past six years or whatever they said, and he doesn't remember any of the food. That's not an actual punishable offense. It's just he just is bad. Okay. That doesn't mean he deserves to die for it. Yeah. I would have still saved just his wife. Well, yeah, the, the wife had no reason to be there either. But, but on unless the, like we want to say like <clears throat> she knew of his affairs and was complicit and whatever because she's just accustomed to the lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's that just all speculative. It doesn't matter. Well, right. And that would have been the thing too had Tyler's actual girlfriend come because what would have been her crime? Why would she have to die? Because yeah. she was dating Tyler? Because she was putting up with his pretentious bullshit? She's the real winner out of all of this. <laughs> Truly. Where, wherever <laughs> she is, I hope she's having a good day i think um, my thoughts going through it just because i still was like undecided the thing the problems that i have with it and i mean i don't know if maybe that's just a personal thing but like it does leave a lot open to interpretation and a lot that you have to figure out they never explicitly say 
that Margot is hired. They never explicitly, like... No, but th- I think that's all there. It just... I hate to, like, do this, but it feels like the movie itself was kind of that thing where, like, yes, it's, fran- it's fancy. It looks elite. It's crafted well. But it, there's no... <laughs> it wasn't really made with love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, when it comes to award stuff, um, Ray Fiennes and Anya Taylor-Joy, as I said, were the only two nominees, at least for the Globes. Uh, do you think that they will end up with nominations for the Oscars when the categories are combined? You get only the five total. A, a no-leaning maybe. For both of them? Yeah. I thought... I think if I had to drop either one of them, I would drop Ray Fiennes. I thought Anya Taylor-Joy was very good. I thought she was pretty regular. Maybe, but I think in a sea of people kind of all being bad characters, she kind of steers her ship there. Yeah, but you also don't have any inclination that like she's good she's just in a pissy mood the entire time well i guess it, to build off of that then did either of them deserve to be nominated in the first place i think ray fines is probably okay with being nominated he as we know has done does a very good job of being a little spooky or being kind of fear inducing you're not really sure margo the girl who lived Come back to die. All right. Can you just uh, cut that one in post? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, I I like him as a nominee. That's it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he of the two of them, he's probably, as you said, doing a little bit more. Um, But I don't know. I just honestly, as I watched it, I I enjoyed the the emotion that that Margo was putting out. The actress, I forget her name. She was also in The Whale. The actress who played Elsa, the the Hong Chow. She was great. Yeah. She needed to be nominated. Yes. Uh, as, we said, as you said, she was in The Whale. Uh, she was the nurse character in The Whale. Um, she was very good in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so good, good uh, supporting roles for, for her this year. Very, very nice. Um, the the other thing with some of these people that are in this movie, you kind of look at them and you're some of them you may not know their name, but oh, they were certainly people. I read on Twitter after we watched it, the Smallier, yeah, was the guy from the Sonic commercial. Yeah, right. He's <laughs> he's a, a a commercial actor, comedian. If you again, I couldn't tell you like specifically, but you see his face, you're like, oh yeah, you've been in stuff. The wealthy, um, the wealthy. Uh, regular uh his name was was he richard yeah his name is reed bernie he's been in a bunch of things that you see him and you're like oh i know you uh the not the not the food critic but the 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 editor with the food critic he's also a face that you're like oh you have been in stuff i know your i know your face um so not like a star-studded cast necessarily but definitely people that you you know and i think this this in in my mind this had very much the same setup as i've said it already but a same sort of setup as the glass onion knives out murder on the Orient express sort of thing where you're getting a bunch of people of different backgrounds together and putting them in a situation 
and go. And so I think that like you couldn't do the same thing because now the chef died. But if if this was this thing where like the chef had lived, if Ray Fine's character had lived, and this was like his thing was just like creating these menus to torture these people, I think that could have made for a good series of movies where he's essentially the Benoit Blanc. Yeah, but, but the in twist reverse. in that context doesn't work. No, you'd have to you'd have to do something else. Like you'd have to do it something in this with the one. Characters. He's an astronaut. Just kidding. <laughs> well, I just mean you'd have to do something with the actual guests. Because like the the premise would always be that they're going to all die, and then in in this case, like the twist is, they all were they all did stuff to him, and then Nicholas Holt knew the whole time. You'd have to do something else with other people, but and and obviously they're not going to do that now because well they're all gone. So that's that. But uh, any any other final things there on on the spoiler territories of things we can discuss on the menu? I think. I think I I will say it is a thumbs up. I'm still stuck on a blurb otherwise, but yeah, <laughs> thumbs up for me. All right. Well, that was the menu. We now offer you the chance to escape. You'll be given a 45 second head start, at which point members of my staff will try and catch you. If they do catch <laughs> Okay. 45 seconds starts now. And that was our spoiler talk through on the menu with a little post game talk. Um, again, to, to wrap this up for anybody that skipped over that, uh, I would recommend seeing it, but again, I don't think it's something you watch more than once, but I enjoyed it smartly funny. And, uh, I think I liked yeah. it better than glass onion actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, Probably, I put them kind of on the same, like if we're going to make a tier list rather than like a straight up ranking, I put them probably in the same tier of movie. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. I could also do with high quality sequence shots of food being prepared. Just two hours of that would be <laughs> excellent. Yeah. I did, I did think it was kind of funny. We, I meant to touch on this with you at some point. John Leguizamo's character is like pitching a uh, travel show. <laughs> And I was like, you know what this suspiciously sounds like? <laughs> don't go. Don't go there. It sounds like. Don't go there. No, 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 no. Searching for Italy with Stanley Tucci. Searching for Italy with Stanley Tucci is wonderful. How dare you? <laughs> Do you? Well, yeah, I guess that's the only thing that we can compare it to in terms of like food. Uh, we don't we're not we're not big into food shows like some other people like Top Chef. And- I would love well, Top Chef. No, but. I like foodie shows. I like no, I'm not into foodie shows, but I like watching shows of people just in the kitchen making stuff. Yeah. Like my girl Joanna. Yeah. I and I think too, if you're somebody that is into a foodie sort of thing, it's probably up your alley, even though you're if you're too much of a foodie, you're probably the person being made fun of. (laughs) (laughs) So there's always that end of it. If you're if you're willing to accept a little uh look in the mirror. Um all right, so uh, again, plenty of we've we've said it time and time and again. It's award season. Uh, we're about uh, ten days or so away from Oscar nominations coming out, so we're we're gonna try to get some things caught up on uh, between now and then, so we can be ready for nomination day. First up, eighty for Brady. Oh God. 
Yeah, well, this is, uh, besides the word films that we do need to catch up on, it is also Dumpuary, as it's affectionately known, where there will be some real bad stuff uh, coming out. How dare you? That movie looks wonderful. There will be some real bad stuff coming out. Like, we've skipped Megan. I hope we will be skipping. I hope people that enjoy that sort of thing have enjoyed it, but you will not hear us talk about it here. And I'm glad there's no more commercials for it. Correct. I'm just seeing photos of it now just pop up on my Instagram and like meme forms. And I'm not into that at all. Nah, it's uh, it's it's done and gone. Um, But yeah, so like, I guess the real buildup for the rest of the month is getting to award stuff. And then once we turn the calendar into February, we're going to look towards the, the restart of the MCU. Once uh, we get Creed the Oscar three. nominations, too, we will have a good list to work with of what we need to power through. Yeah, anything that we haven't caught up on, we will for certain. And the, the nice thing is, again, the, the award ceremony itself is not until like March 17th, which is good for us because we'll have time to maybe even catch up on things that aren't just nominated for best picture, like some, some acting performances, maybe if we want to find like those. Like 80 for Brady. It's not eligible for this year's Oscars. Please stop. Please stop. We're going to see it. I don't know what you're I talking I know we're going to see it, but it's just like. <sighs> I will get my revenge for cats one way or another. There is no need to get revenge because cats is wonderful. How dare you. From a certain point of view. End this podcast now. From a certain point of view. All right. But, uh, you know, until we get through, until we get into the rest of award season. We'll see you at the movies.